What if you were born with a disease that you always knew would kill you? And then what if all of a sudden you were given a second chance? Well, that's exactly what happened to me. And it's the question that we explore on the new podcast series, Breathless from Snack Labs. Join me, Jeremy Saunders, for a series that explores what it means to live and die, to love and to lose, and what it's like to have your whole life turned upside down and the unexpected challenges that come with a life-saving drug. You can listen to Breathless now, wherever you get your podcasts. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, baby. Hello, my love. Well, for sure. Hold that mic up to your face. No, I'd like to hold it between my breasts, like I am right now. Uh, no? Yeah. Nope, don't do that. Okay. I'm, uh, uh, yeah, sorry. I'm just kind of like multitasking in a way that I feel like I need to, but probably shouldn't. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So by holding it with my breast, my hands were free to send this text message that I needed to send. While you're looking at stuff on the internet? Uh, while I'm also reading my emails with my laptop. Well, do you want to, would you like to record? I mean, yeah. we're here to record. Would you like to do that? I would love to do that. Okay. I've, been, I've been waiting. I feel like it always takes like an, where I was like, we're going to record. And then an hour later, we fire up the microphones. And I don't know what's happening in that hour. If we're just like both trying to figure the same things out but also dealing with other life things There's and here's what i'd like to propose okay five minutes yeah seated meditation 
before we record every time. Just to get to land, to get in the zone, to be focused, because we both got a lot of shit going on. And I think it would help us like really make the most of our of our time together. I'm into that idea. Okay. I like that. Yeah. And and will we record the five minutes? We absolutely seated? will. So everybody who's listening can participate. Yeah, right. Can you imagine? Just five minutes of nothing? Of silence, yeah. At the top of each episode? I thought you were going to say at the top of our lungs. Um, I'm, I'm actually into that. Okay. I miss, I miss meditating. It's a... Uh... There was a good chunk of time there where we, we both had like a pretty decent practice of it mm-hmm. when we were living on Salt Spring Island. Yeah. When we came, we came back from... Wait, did we do Hawaii from, from BC or did we do... When was that No, trip? we were living here when we went to Hawaii. Because I remember, oh, it was after the level two training in uh, Costa Rica where we were, we had been meditating every morning for that week or two weeks while we were there. And then we came home and continued it. That's right. And Salt Spring. Yeah, that, it's just, it's one of those key practices. (laughs) It's one of those key elements that I'm like, I know that if I incorporated this into my life on a more regular basis, it would change everything. Why is it so, why is it, why do we not, why is it so hard for us to do the things that we know will be so good for us? That's a really great question. You know, why am I not waking up at 9am every morning? Like, or waking up and going outside for like a run at 9am every single morning? Like, why am I not starting my day with a run? Well, one theory that I have (laughs) um, is that we, we... Okay, this is going to sound this is probably going to sound pretty weird, but No, I know exactly where you're going right now, and I have I have uh I feel like I have a bit of a I have something to add to that as well. Okay, I hope that I get it right what you think I'm going to say. Yep. Um is that it we have a like a we have a we have a, like an unworthiness. We have like a feeling of like uh there there is a part of our ego that self-sabotages and Mm -hmm. i i can't you know from different things i've read and studied i understand that all of our behaviors have some kind of payoff and our payoff we have a reward that we get from all of our decisions that keep us in these decisions and sometimes they're they're kind of dark like i get to be right that i'm you know if i have a deep weird belief inside of me that i'm not worthy of of um the professional opportunities that are out there then i self sabotage before i even get a chance to put myself forward for them and that goes with like exercise if i have a of, of a sense of like you know i have a lot of guilt about not meditating or not exercising every day and there's something about that that gets rewarded I guess when I continuously repeat the behaviors that are self-sabotaging, like I don't do them. Like you, you think that there's like a reward system that's being sort of like pinged on when you are right about the, you know, the shitty aspects of your life. Yeah. And I don't know if it's like it, the reward is that I get the reward cause I'm right <laughs> or, or what it is, but something along those lines. Do you think it's like a, a, do you think it's like based uh, based on some sort of like internal sort of um, firing in the brain like reward system type thing? 
you know, like response in that way. Yeah, I think, uh, I don't know. I, yeah, I think so. I think everything is, I think that's where you change it. I think that's where you right. kind of change those patterns is by literally interfering with the the neural process that that is responsible for that reward system. Mm-hmm. But you got to be dialed in. You got to be recognizing you got to be recognizing what's going on and and intercepting those like those thought patterns that keep you in 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 behaviors that really aren't You got to do it long enough to like to to break the mold. Yeah, you have to re- you have to intercept that thought pattern again and again and again and again and again until you form a new a new path, a new groove right. in your brain and the other one fizzles out because it's not getting used as much and repeated as much. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. It's that's not what I thought you were going to say. Okay, great. Tell me what you thought I was going to say and then add on to that. Well, I thought what I thought you were going I mean, what you said, well, this is what I was going to say to what I thought you were going to say. Because I can kind of say it based off of what you did just say. Perfect. I'm finding a way to like to loop it back. So you were saying how, you know, we are we're unworthy or we feel unworthy or we feel un was that the word you used? Uh, yeah, unworthy, I think. Yeah. Um, and what I was going to say was, uh, I so I'm, I'm that same way where I'm like, why do I not wake up and feel motivated to like get shit done today? Uh, why don't I wake up and like go for a run or go to a yoga class or start the day with a meditation? But last night I had, I had sex with someone, someone brand new. We'd never had sex before. And I woke up today with this like this sense of energy that I feel like I haven't had in the last like two weeks where I woke up and I was like, yeah, I'm ready to fucking, I'm ready to I'm ready to fuck the day today. I'm ready. Okay. I'm ready to. I'm ready to it's get a bit you. aggressive. Hey, and in the in the but in the most consensual and beautiful way possible. I'm gonna fuck, seize it I'm gonna fuck consensually. Yeah. Um, and when you said unworthy, I was like, maybe, maybe I feel that way because I had this boost of like feeling of like erasing that sense of unworthiness that I feel for myself innately day by day by day because of this like you know fun experience I had last night but what what I thought you were going to say was something I saw you post something or you were talking the other day about um it was like inflammation like causes unmotivation or something yeah I read a lack of motivation I shared a, a post that was um it's a yeah, chronic inflammation inhibits the I think the release of dopamine, which is right. um which is a motivator. So like if if you have chronic inflammation in your in your body, then you're less likely er, to feel motivated. Right. So big. That's a big. That's a big indication or, or like a big uh, light on things like depression and and chronic inflammation and motivation and. And in expecting you to say that, I was going to respond with, I wonder if sex is a, it reduces inflammation. Because I woke up today feeling really motivated. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Which is like the first day in, in, again, the first day in like a couple of weeks where I felt like that. If I may say, you woke up a few days ago and like cleaned the hell out of the house and, you know, made, <laughs> ordered HelloFresh as a, you know, a meal plan for yourself and you like 
before last night having sex you were you you were coming around a corner of of i don't know yeah you know less healthy choices yes but but that was all stemmed from uh like the straw that broke the camel's back you know waking up and looking at the floor and seeing so much dog fur and just being surrounded by dogs for so long that i just like it was like i'm either going to kill someone today or I'm just going to put some headphones on and clean the house like a complete fucking psychopath. Well, and that's, and that's what that, that's, that's what stemmed that. I, I'm going to have to disagree with you on that, that that was the initiating the, the strop because something changed in you to see the dog hair because that's every fucking day oh, in this house. No, I know. Something changed that made you see the dog hair and go, I'm going to do something about that because nah, the, the, the hair <laughs> no. is not the straw. No, no, it was, it was, it was, it was the, it was like finally just going, oh my God, I can't like, I'm, I'm in this all day, every day, all the time. I can't do this anymore. And yeah, it was that. But Why? I don't know. I just, I just, I saw. There had it. to be something before the hair. I don't know that made man. you see the hair because the hair is there every day. I don't know. This is, you know. I don't know, but I've been feeling really weird lately. So this is, this is a fucking, this is a weird, this is a weird start to the just, episode for sure. Um, but I've been having, I've been having these like weird dreams lately. Okay. And they've been, they've been. Do you dream much? What's yeah, dream? and I, I have been dreaming a lot the last uh, like week. Or so, and I think a lot of people would attest to the same thing. It's like, uh, there seems to be something in the uh, moon. Don't even fucking tell me that it has anything to do with planets, because it does not. It has to do with the uh, moon. No, it doesn't. It has to do with the solstice. Oh, my God. Okay, anyway, uh, I've been dreaming more vividly recently, and they're they're all scary dreams, but not like nightmares. But like, I wake up and I go, whoa. That was unsettling. That was like a really unsettling, fucked up, weird dream. And I love those dreams, but I feel like they're definitely, they've got to be having some sort of effect on the way that I'm like going about my day. So maybe, maybe this change has something to do with like me waking up from some startling experience and then, and then like, I don't know, that affecting me going around cleaning the house. But last night I had a really fucking crazy sex dream. And I don't like, I'm, I, I'm not one for like retelling dreams or like hearing people's dreams. Most of the time I'm like, this is, that sounds fucking atrociously boring. Like, no thanks. Why is hearing about other people's dreams the most boring thing I ever? have no fucking idea. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. As soon as someone says, I had the craziest dream last night, I'm like, oh You're like, great, God. don't tell me about it. Um... <laughs> Uh, but tell me about your. Uh, but I'm going to I'm going to tell you about it. So uh, I so, it, so, but before I do, is this weird? Have you ever done this? I'm feeling so weird, man. I'm feeling so weird. So I had sex last night. The sex was great. Oh man, I don't know where to go, where to start. There's so much in my head that I need to get out. We should really be. Do, you know, what we, we should, should do? be meditating. We should meditate before every show. <laughs> Good idea. I um. Okay, here's the thing. I went on this date last night, and you know me. I do. A strong inability to, like, read cues, um, like, advancing cues, right? This is just a, a story that you've told yourself that's 
that's formed a groove in your in your brain. You can interrupt. You can intercept that story and change it at any point. It. I need to intercept it. Yeah. Um, because everything was going well, and we went up for a drink. I said, "Do you want to come back to my house and hang out with the dog and have a drink?" And they were like, "Yeah, sure." We came back here, and we were here. I had a hard out. I was like, "I got to go pick up Becca from work," and I was like, "My my, I'm supposed to pick her up at like 11." So yeah. I said. 10.30, I was like, 10.30, you got to be like ready to go. So I said this to this person and they knew that I had this, like I had to go at this time. And it's like quarter after 10. And I'm like, man, I've just talked this entire time. She, she talked too. We had, we had a very nice, pleasant conversation. Um, But nothing has happened up to this point. And I mean, in my head, I'm going, okay, she said yes to coming back. We're both here hanging out. She hasn't said anything about like having to leave. She's not like crossing her arms and like, I was like, she's into, like, if you wanted to take it to the next step, this is your opportunity. But there was no fucking time left. And I, and I was like, what the, you just wasted it all. So I had no idea how to like, it's like, I, I, I know how to talk to women, but I don't know how to. Like, I'm moving my body to try to express what I'm trying to say, but I don't know what to say. You don't say. know how to do the worm? What? Yeah, I don't you don't know how, know how yeah to... exactly. I don't know how to break dance. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to... So I did what I... Okay, what I did was I, I did what I always did. I, I looked at... I literally went, well, I literally have to leave in less than 15 minutes. So I feel like I've talked too much. Would you like to make out for the the last little bit like that's what I fucking said and that worked but I, I felt like such an idiot it's like what are the what are the cues like when you're out with a guy what is he doing to like I remember this one move that uh tell me moves so this is pretty forward and I don't know what I was giving off to invite this kind of forwardness <laughs> right but maybe it's just this person and uh we were sitting we were it was the first time we'd hung out we were sitting and we were drinking glasses of scotch and i think i've talked about this on the podcast before we're talking the conversation's great we're having a great time and then he just reaches over and takes my glass out of my hand and sets it on the table and he goes and i was like uh like I thought at first i was like do you, are you telling me that i'm drinking too much like what's <laughs> happening he was, he, was, he was literally just like I really want to kiss you, but I don't want to spill your drink. Ooh. Oh, man. I wish you told me that off mic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck. Um, oh, that's so good. Now I to, can't use that. No, though. but to reach out and like take someone's uh, drink, that could have gone badly. It could have gone badly, but he must have been reading that I was like. Yeah, see, and this is the thing. I could have done that last night. Yeah. She had a drink in her hand. I could have easily been like, I'm going to take that. It, yes. You could say, you, it, you could be less for it and be like, uh, can I see your drink for a second? And then, you know, set it down. <laughs> She's like, are you going to drug me? You know, there is, there is that uncomfortable moment. I think it's like very comfort zone-y. You have to yeah. like, you know. The times where it's worked where I went, hey, that was great and I don't feel weird was when um, the conversation comes to like a dead stop and then we're both looking at each other and it's like, it's like we both make the eye contact of going, Game Let's on. now, yeah, exactly. Game time. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, I'm trying to think of what else would work. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've I'll... said the exact same thing on a date. I was like, um, so do you want to make out? Like, I that's know. what I'm here for. <laughs> I, You know what? There was one time that I did that and I just got laughed in my face. And I went, ah, oh, fuck. I don't think I can use that again. Right. I was like, do, do you want to make out? And they just went, <laughs> is that your, like, she basically was like, that's your move. <laughs> well, you know what? Like, oh, People yeah, I guess you're right. don't be a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I think we have, we all need to exercise a little more compassion with one another when we're yeah. in those moments. And just like, if someone says something that you, you know, soften. Yeah. You don't you don't have to say yes, but you, you can at least acknowledge that it takes fucking guts to say anything at all or make a move at all. So anyway, this is what I was going to ask you. Um, have you ever done this? I did. So this happened. We had we had we had we, it was like a quickie had to be very quick sex. But that was kind of that was like really fun. Actually, yeah. it was kind of like a exciting fun. Like, oh, this is happening. Yeah. And then uh, and then I. I ended up coming home that night. Um, went to get back from work. I'd, she she had took her car. She was working in the morning. So she went home. I came here and I went to sleep. And uh, But before I went to sleep, I jerked off. Last night? Yeah. Okay. And I had, had sex like uh-huh. and, and came like, you know, an hour and a half before. Yeah. Is that weird? No. I don't think so. You don't think that's weird? Well, it might be weird for you because it's not your typical... Yeah, my typical isn't to like jerk off right after fucking. No, but maybe you're just like in your body and into pleasure and... Yeah, right. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I'm sure that there's some sort of hormonal chemical thing that's happening inside you. I think like another... uh, Another like... I, th- I think like pleasure, positivity, gratitude, all of these things are like really important for our overall sense of well-being and our sense of well-being, you know, is directly connected to our, you know, our physical health, vitality, wellness, sex is great exercise, it's super healthy for your mind, through your body when it's, when it's you know, good and consensual and pleasurable and all of those things. Um, so... So I'm sure there's something that that just seems like, yeah, I'm feeling good. Okay. Well, then, then I went to sleep. Okay. And then I had a dream. And it was a very vivid, very realistic dream where I had sex with uh, almost a six-year-old woman. Okay. Julianne Moore. Oh, yeah. And she was very forward, very aggressive. I wasn't saying no, but I also wasn't saying yes. And she was like, no, this is happening. Right. And it was um, it was in a room where there was like, it was basically like a, a, sh- like a shared bunk room. Uh-huh. So there was a bunch of other people and like families all asleep. And she, she was like on top of me and, and had like very aggressive and like borderline too loud especially for this room with everyone sleeping in there, easily could have woken up way too loud if it was real life. In dream life, it was like, this is a little too loud. If, if it was real life, everybody would have been like, oh my God, what, what are you guys doing? Like, awake. <laughs> um, and, and it was amazing. 
It was amazing sex. Okay. I've always thought Julianne Moore was... I've always had a thing for Julianne Moore. Yeah, she's a super fox. She's such a babe. Mm-hmm. Didn't realize that she's uh, almost 60 until today. Until, well. I, until I woke up and was like, how old is Julianne Moore? <laughs> but she has like a timeless She does, look. yeah. It's that red hair. Yeah. Red-headed women, man. They're timeless. They're timeless. They are. They're every rare. Single, every single... Yeah, they're, and they're going out. Of, of, going of out of style. Yeah, they're 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 extinct. They're going into extinction. Well, <coughs> thanks. That's an interesting dream. Thanks for not getting into too much detail because yeah, that's about it. I could have went way way <laughs> deeper, but uh, we don't Fuck. have together. I had a very not erotic nightmare about being on a ship full of crazy people, and I had to try to be crazy so I wouldn't get tortured or thrown off the ship. Oh yeah, you told me about yeah, that, that dream. That, that sounds great. No, it sucked. It was very. It was. You know what? That's a movie I would watch. Yeah, for sure. And like fear. It's really. I mean, sure. It could have been a comedy. Could have been. But it wasn't. It was fearful. Uh, I've been sleeping a lot lately. Just like not setting an alarm. Oh, the joys of working from home and sleeping like ten hours a no, night. No, fuck that, dude. It's not the joys. That's those aren't joys. I hate that part of working from home. What? Of of sleeping too long. Yeah. I hate it. Uh, you just need to recognize when the time is to get up. Like too long for me might be, you know, not enough time for you or whatever. Like we all need time. We need time to rest and repair. Yeah. And then, and then yes, of course, sleep can get excessive and be a bad habit as well. I don't, I don't set an alarm and then hit snooze for three hours. I just wake up when my eyes wake up. Yeah. True. And I sleep with the drapes open so that <laughs> I pretty much wake up when sun hits my body and I feel really good about that. Um, true. That's true. That's something to do. Yeah. Also, I should be doing, that's what I should be doing within the first 30 minutes of being awake, which you can't do because you hop on your mask right away. But if you took a big, on a big, beautiful sunny morning like this, stepped out into the sunshine on the back deck and just like stretched. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, that's true. But, uh, that's supposed to be real key for healthy sleeping patterns is get, getting outside within the thir- first 30 minutes of waking up. Where'd you read this? Who'd you hear that from? At the sleep clinic. Oh, oh, fuck. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I should also really look into this whole sleep apnea thing. Cause I feel like that's probably fucking with me, like making me not want to get out of bed. Super, super. Not enough oxygen getting to your body. Um, Hey, listen, uh, before we go further here, we, we should probably say Toronto. We're, we're coming gonna, to We're you. coming to you. Um, we're going to be in the city 16th, 17th, 18th, and 19th of July. So we're going to be recording episodes. We've got a couple of guests book al- booked already, but if you want to come on the show, if you've been listening and you have uh, some stuff you want to share, uh, hit us up. You can reach us at termionpodcast at gmail.com or uh, send us a message on Instagram at also, termionpodcast. Also, if you, if you don't, you're not so inclined to be on the show, but you have someone in mind that you would recommend us to reach out to you. I'm super curious yeah. to chat with like, who do you go to for your sexual health related matters? Like, yeah. you know, like people who are experts on like abortion or mm. experts on libido or, you know, different, even, even different modalities. It doesn't have to be like a, you know, gynecologist. It could be someone who practices uh, traditional Chinese medicine, someone who does acupuncture, somebody who's an osteopath. 
sociopath. Would love to talk to a gynecologist, though. Yeah, yeah, that fun. would be great for sure. Um, and here's the other thing. While we're in town, we're not just recording some episodes. We're doing a fucking live show. Yeah, fuck yeah, we uh, are. We're doing a live show on the 18th. That is a Thursday night. Tickets are on sale now. Go to our website, turnmeonpodcast.gmail.com. <laughs> That's our. That's our, not our website. <laughs> you know what you just didn't do there. You didn't. You weren't present, and no, so was, your brain was just. I was sleep. I was wake sleeping. Yeah, you were just. Tickets aren't even there. You know what? Go to for tickets. Go to Instagram at Turn Me On Podcast and click the link in our bio. That's where you'll get the tickets. Um, and it's gonna be a fucking wicked live show. The guests that we are having on, I am. Well, to be fully fucking honest with you, I, I think I'm fully in love with. Okay. Um, Good to know. And if I lived in Toronto, I might... You would be trying to? I, I would literally tr- I would literally be looking through the loopholes to figure out if it's possible to marry two people at once. Mm, okay, interesting. Uh, I don't think she knows this. <laughs> okay, well... We, maybe we should not tell her that until after we've recorded the yeah, live show. Yeah, definitely. Don't make just, it awkward. Don't make it awkward. Not like I can know what the fucking do in that scenario anyway. You know, you know what I mean? I, I'm, I can already tell that this is going to be one of those live shows where I'm like, okay, Jeremy, just simmer, simmer, I, simmer, get with the game. You're going to be all red and blushy. Uh, yeah. and I'm so, I'm so smitten with her, but she's going to be amazing. Um, and uh, I don't want to say anything right now because things are confirmed, but, you know, just in case things fall through, we, we've, we're still a number of weeks out, but yeah. uh, you won't be disappointed if you come out to the show. Um, what do you think? You got anything there? Oh boy. What do you mean well, when you asked me that question? I don't know. Just figured if you had a talking <laughs> point. We have a brain boner here. Before we get to it, I'm going to run to the bathroom. One sec. Okay. Turn me on. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsors. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. It dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. All right, we're back. 
Um, so as I was saying, do you got what do you got? <laughs> oh shit! I should have been using my time. I was uh, I was chatting with your mom. What? Uh, yeah, I was chatting with your mom because uh, she's she's going to Prince Edward Island and 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 uh, wants On to go date? see some shows. <laughs> well, maybe. I don't know. I didn't ask. I'll ask her later. Okay. Um, by the way, she did great on the podcast. I honestly, I, she was one of my favorite guests I think we've ever had on the show. I think uh, I think and, so too. And a lot of people reached out to say how much they enjoyed her segment. Some people, some people reached out directly out to my mom as well and oh, cool. said really like thank you for for that. So yeah, your mom, man, your mom's story is just so wild. Yeah, I love it. It's pretty wild. I got a brain bone here. If you want me to read this first, bone me. Okay. This one comes in from the gram. Uh, I'm not going to say this person's handle, okay? Because uh, I'm not. I'm actually not sure if they want it to be put out there. Probably not. Um, but we'll call this. Uh, this comes from F. Hey, so I have a random question for you guys. I broke up with an ex of mine about three months ago from a wonderful but toxic relationship. We were like drugs to each other and tried everything to make it work, but just couldn't. I've recently started dating again and met an absolutely amazing person who I can completely see a future with. The problem is I still haven't sorted out my mental state about my ex as it was too soon to start dating, but I needed the distraction for my own sanity. I really like this new girl, but don't want to scare her off by opening up about lingering thoughts of my ex. Also, I'm not talking to my ex and semi-avoiding social settings where she would be there. How long is it normal to have hang-ups about exes and any suggestions on how to navigate something more serious that I wasn't planning on finding, but I'm very glad that I did? Great question. Holy. I, I When I read that, I kind of was really inclined to like see if I could dig up what other advice givers would say because yeah. it you know, there's like the, the old standard of like, well, add, you know, how many years were you together and then divide it by three and that's how many months or like 50% of the relationship amount of time is how long it should take to get over. And like, I remember thinking those things and saying those things to myself and my friends around our first like big breakups, you know, like, well, we dated for a year and a half, so it's going to take me like six months to get over him or whatever. You know, this was like a, this was like a standard. Um, but uh, first thing I want to say is I don't know if there's a normal amount of time. No. I personally feel like the zero contact thing is the best way to go uh, when you're trying to unravel yourself from somebody and not bumping into them in the same social situations. Because if, like you said, it's like a drug. Just like yeah. I think, I think cold turkey is is the best way to go. Um, even though you know it might be nice to have a friendship with that person in the future, it's not that time for that is not right now. Um, and then my other thought on that is it, it, I've also met people at bad timing moments in my life and been like, how do I deal with this? And I think take it slow. And it shows also an extreme amount of an emotion of emotional maturity to be able to take it slow and be like, I think this could be a real thing and be really honest with where you're at about, you know, I'm still undoing some, some past relationship stuff from my heart and I 
want to give this the best chance it can. And so I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. And also that this is why I'd like to take it slow because I'd like there, this to last a long time. And, uh, and I, I think you can do both things at once. You might need to ask for some support through like somebody else you can talk to that isn't your new partner. Um, or a therapist or whatever, something that someone that can help you work on you while you're, you know, letting go of this person and falling in love with somebody else. Uh, I think that's all pretty sound advice. I am going to jump in though and say, you know, the, the, you saying that, um, it might be nice to have a friendship, but like now is not the time. I think that's, I think that that's a, that's a case by case scenario. You know, I think that, uh, a lot of times it makes sense to be like, okay, let's actually just take space away from each other and like avoid seeing each other and not talk to each other and let time heal. And then when we come back to this, uh, maybe as a friendship later down the road, like this, that'll make more sense then. But I think there's some, there's some situations where, there can be an amicable breakup and still maintain some sense of, of relationship, friendship. Um, I, I like, I don't think that that's a, every time, all the time, like do not talk to your partner and wait a long time before you start like trying to bring any sort of relationship back. Um, cause I've met people, I've met people that have broken up, but, but, but still break up from a very like, respectful and amicable amicable place and then continue to be friends within the same social circle and and things are okay um but in this scenario particularly like especially how you how you you pointed out that he said it was like a drug like mm-hmm. yeah maybe maybe for this one sounds like it 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 would be it is best to like avoid any sort of contact or social scenario where you might be bumping into this person like just take that time get get away from the the strings that have attached you to this person let those strings detach for a bit and then and then you know who knows what happens in the future um but as far as like how to handle this with the new partner um definitely just let them know that you were in a pretty serious relationship and it meant a lot to you and you're still like reeling from that. Um, don't like try to hide it. Don't try to do what you're doing with like avoiding social situations with this new relationship by like avoiding acknowledging the fact that this ex is still like swimming around in your head. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that that's probably a good thing to, to at least um, let your partner know. And if this person that's with you, like cares for you and, and actually wants to be a part of your life, like they, y- y- one would hope that they hear that and go, okay, well then I'll work through this with you, you know? Yeah. And that, that comes, <laughs> I think with, if you're going to, if you're acknowledging that to this new person and you, you know, you want to have a healthy relationship with them and long relationship with them, that means in sharing that you have to really hold the space and be responsible for, helping them through any trouble that they have with the fact that, you know, you still, you still have maybe feelings for someone and you're working through it. That, that's Mm -hmm. a, that is a tall order from a new partner. Um, without, you know, I think it does 
it would i would be in i think i would be in the same situation where i there i might that might trigger a little bit of insecurity in me and that's okay insecurity and vulnerability is totally fine it's just uh allowing space for that if you're going to share that information and and uh it's really something to do to work through together like jeremy yeah. said i think yeah um, and also, I think there's a huge th- uh, thread to what we started talking about, which is like meditation and intercepting habits, intercepting repetitive thoughts. And that, you know, that was a big thing for me. And that message was the like a drug and toxic. And those habits are really, really easy to fall into. Then you you need to be so aware of what that what that final straw is or in in like contemporary language that your trigger is or you know just like what what is the thing that triggers the behavior that you what is the thought or the stimulation that sets you down that repetitive (coughs) habit and can you intercept it and replace it with something that's better for you yeah just wanted to bring it back to the old meditation so I, I I think it was a great start to the episode, babe, and I I think that. Hey, yeah, know. me too. Me too. I can't wait for next week when we have that five minute silence at the top of the episode. <laughs> I think we all are. New listeners will be like, "What is this? Some sort of like deep ASMR?" I don't. Oh yeah, don't or like uh, <laughs> some kind of like there's one frame every like thirty seconds. That's like. <laughs> Oh, Jesus, what the fuck? <laughs> or fuck, or whatever. I, man, I watched this video the other day. I was laughing so hard by myself in the office watching this video of, it was it was titled something like The Real Housewives ASMR. And it was a scene, I've never watched that show. I don't know what that show is about. Like, I'm guessing it's just like rich housewives and, and their, like their interpersonal drama. Um, But it was like some sort of, it must have been like, late in the season of the show and it was all of the women i guess like the main players of the of the reality show sitting around some like dinner table in a restaurant and they get into a a spat and it's two ladies sitting directly across from each other on this table it's like a long table and this woman's like super catty like just laying into this lady going like you don't i can't even believe you would say those words about me when your husband is yeah this kind of shit yeah yeah and and you know the other one's like don't you dare ever talk about my husband and don't you put your hands on my husband and they're like doing this back and forth really intense you could (laughs) see in their faces like they're boiling they're screaming at each other but the vocals were replaced by some guy whispering everything so he's just he's just doing like ADR whispering voice over it's so funny. It is so funny. It reminds me of that uh those videos those was it all football players? I don't remember, but there was one Oh, the bad lip reading. Bad lip reading, yeah. Yeah. That was great too. Those are great. Why is why is that shit so funny? Oh man. Don't you dare. Don't you dare touch my husband. <laughs> <laughs> You bitch. Uh, uh, wasn't there one too? It was like the real Disney Housewives. And I don't, I don't do know. you remember that? Okay, no. it was like a Saturday Night Live. No. Saturday Night Live thing. Um, uh, in gr- in in great uh, uh news uh globally and sex 
in general. Um, I read this article today and watched a little video. Um, it's called the article is called "Promoting Sex Education via YouTube," and uh, basically, it's a little article on the what what source is this? Mm, New Straits Times about a uh, about a woman in India who's teaching kids about. Um, uh, uh, sex education over there. She's like, she's 18 and she's been going into schools and you can watch her little video online. It just went live today on YouTube. And the caption is this 18 year old teaches children about sex education. And I just thought that's a really, that's a really like uplifting, positive thing. Um, that is a cool thing. Yeah. You know, she's, she's trying to teach, teach these kids about consent and, and all age appropriate stuff for different ages. So, um, you know, consent and, and body autonomy and, and then getting into things like pregnancy and pleasure and, you know. Is 18 a little young to be teaching that stuff though? I, th- I don't know because you're, you're, you're teaching it to people who see you as. As a peer. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, her I mom was a her mom is a gynecologist, so she said that she learned all of this stuff like really organically growing right. up about. And she she mentioned specifically in the video, um, uh, like talking about vaginal discharge and periods and sex and stuff like that, and like all of those things, um, are, are totally eighteen year old is totally qualified yeah. to talk about that. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, but, yeah, like yeah, right. What other things an eighteen year old wouldn't be qualified to teach in the realm of that of like just talking to yeah about how to how to how to express consent and yeah yeah it's just got to be an 18 year old with a real good head on their shoulder she does yeah she's she's she's, she clearly does in her because man when i was 18 (laughs) fuck it might have been might have been interesting if they had your peers if, if if sex education was more like peer discussion becca becca did that Oh really? Yeah, Becca like taught the junior high students sex ed when she was in high school. See, that's great to me. It's just like remember when we used to teach each <coughs> junior high kids about drugs and really it was like we didn't I didn't know what the fuck I was talking about. I read some things in a book and I got to go to a really fun like weekend conference and like flirt with boys from different schools. That's the reason I did it, but I didn't know anything. I was talking about cocaine and talking about weed and talking about ecstasy and I'm like You I, still don't know anything I about don't cocaine. Know anything about or really most drugs. Yeah, right. And all of my pretty much all of my weed education is is uh self study. I, I did MDMA the other night and went to uh Broken Social Scene concert. Mm-hmm. And it was such a nostalgic like blast from the past and I was like, man, this is amazing. I fucking love my life. I got to get Bridie to take some MDMA sometime soon. <laughs> like that was having a whole conversation in my head about convincing you to do Molly with me. Oh yeah. Yeah. I had a really great conversation with um, my sister's ex-husband, Bill the other day. Yeah. And uh, Bill's he, the best. Yeah. Well, we were talking about, um, he's talking about like his most recent like research and experience with um, psychoactive like medicine. He says he doesn't call it drugs anymore, and that he would. He basically said he would never do like party drugs anymore. Yeah. And there's something about that I I can definitely get behind. Um, since I was a teenager, even before any experience with MDMA, I've always felt a bit sick to my stomach at the idea of how they're taken 
in like what environment they're taken and there's just something physically in my body that still rejects the idea even though I've done it um it, that doesn't feel healthy it doesn't feel like a healthy kind of apprehension that I have or like a healthy excitement it feels like a like a bit of a dread like a comfort zone thing that I a dread of what of taking MDMA like period or taking it like at a concert at like taking it yeah at taking it I mean what about taking it and just hanging out yeah the last time I did MDMA was um last around Halloween last year and I just took a very very small amount and and uh went out to a bar and and that was fine it was totally fun I think I've just I've definitely taken too much before and yeah and that's the memory that my body carries yeah yeah yeah. and that's like i start to feel it a little bit when uh when i kind of invoke the idea and it was very spontaneous this particular night that i did it and wasn't anticipating it and it just felt very casual and natural and whatever but i don't know i think i just i want to get more I want to um I want to use the experiences I'm having in my life and in a in a more spiritual way. I just want to like be really conscious when I take any sort of medicine. I I want it I want to have like I want it to be like deeply intentional, I guess. Yeah. I see I think you can do that but also have fun with it too. Mm-hmm. Like when I was in Mexico, I took some LSD and we went exploring cenotes. What's cenotes? Cenotes are are these like underground caverns filled with water um, in in caves in and in in this place in Mexico where we were. There's there's just like highways of them underneath the ground, and so you go in these cenotes and there's bats and there's. Um, uh, like the, the tree root systems are coming down through through the earth and and like down like towards you and and uh, stalagmite or what's the is that the term Stal- I think so yeah like you know the the sort of like lo- long droopy earth formations and um and you just put on a life jacket and you kind of float through it and you know you can hear your echo and there's there's like light coming from the other side of the tunnel because there's a hole, like a giant hole in the earth that you can like dive into the cenote from like from above ground. And we just spent the day exploring all these different cenotes and it was just kind of, you know, high on LSD. And it was simultaneously like the most awe inspiring experience being under the earth and like seeing the earth from this completely different perspective but also with a bunch of pals and like, you know, giggling at each other, wearing life jackets as we like all just look like upside down otters just kind of floating through with our eyes wide. Like, you know, it's like just the funniest thing you've ever seen in your entire life. Um, and there was nothing inherently like spiritual about that experience. It's not like we're sitting down in a circle and we have someone chanting some ancient Mayan chant and we're purging our fuck like you know it's none of that stuff but the next day you look back on that experience and it's like wow what a life-affirming experience i was Mm. you know 
to feel such um such overwhelming immense amounts of joy with other humans while doing something outside and and, and like appreciating the the intricate beauty of of how wild and and unique our planet is and seeing something that you know seeing the planet from in a in a way that you've never really seen it before um and fuck i think you can do that you can you don't have to be in mexico doing that in a cenote i think you take some lsd and go to a fucking cabin in the woods in bridgewater and sit next to a creek mm-hmm. and be under some trees but see i and like, feel that's, like that <clears throat> i feel like that when I'm outside all the time. No, you don't. No, you don't. Well, I don't feel no. like I'm on LSD, but I do. Right. It is spiritual. Totally, 100%. But from that perspective of, like, with something like LSD or mushrooms or, you know, I mean, you name your 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 psychoactive psychedelic drug or medicine, mm-hmm. if you want, um, it you're tapping into uh, you're tapping into a a new a new vision you're tapping into another dimension you're still here you're still present you're still seeing the world that we know but you're seeing it through it's like a curtain has opened up and you're seeing it from another dimension mm-hmm. and it's like it's so miraculous. It's awe-inspiring. Like it's 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 religious, you know. Like it's it sounds so fucking silly, but to like to look at a dragonfly while you're high on LSD. There's not any there. I've never experienced anything like that in my life. I never will. I'll never experience anything more jaw-droppingly fucking so when i say come out here and look at these goddamn birds in the backyard look at them yeah look at them crawling around this the trees are giving the seeds the birds are eating the seeds the cat is chasing the birds the cat (laughs) the birds come back they talk to each other about the cat when i say that and you're like oh yeah that's cool i i am tripping out (laughs) And you're not seeing it. So I, you know what? No, I see it. I do see it. I get what you're saying. I'm there. I'm with you. I see it. I see your video. I see your story, your Instagram story of the birds hopping around and each, each taking their turn, like jabbing into the earth to try to grab the worm. I see that. And I go, man, fuck. Like, that's our planet. That's crazy. But then when you see that again, it's not that you're, you're not it's not that you're seeing it and and going, oh my God, I'm seeing this for the first time. It's you're seeing it and you're going, oh, I'm seeing this from a different perspective. I'm seeing this from a bird's eye view. I'm seeing this from, you know, I'm seeing this with a, a I don't, it's hard to describe. You're seeing it and you're you're feeling it far more than you you ever could without taking that step into the again the other dimension Mm -hmm. i don't know 
Yeah. I'm also having. I'm also. Tri- I'm also really tripping out about UFOs lately, and I'm like, I have some really um, crazy thoughts going on in my head about about what it means. Like Bill and I, Bill, Bill, who we were talking about, Bill and I had a fucking crazy experience where we did that five meo DMT together, and like, we both. Him and I both like experienced something that is not this of this world. Mm-hmm. And now I'm watching all this, these alien videos, and I'm going, "Holy shit!" Like there are so aliens do exist. This is like, this is 100 percent true. Aliens fucking exist. You don't like to believe it? Go, whatever. You're on your own. But grow up. They exist. We're not alone. And I honestly feel like these psychedelic experiences are not just some trick of the brain or some sort of chemical reaction. I honestly think it's like a fucking, it's, it's a portal into seeing the other side, seeing things from light years beyond comprehension, you know? And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like seeing through the, the, the fabric of this, like this, virtual reality that we actually are all existing in, you know, this like that we're just some sort of simulation and it gives us an opportunity to see like through to the other side of where our makers are from. Or if it's a man, I don't fucking know, but there's, there's some weird shit going on (laughs) and, and I, and I know I sound (laughs) crazy, but I'm like, it's, it's not until you experience it that you go, Oh yeah, no. Yeah. This is, there's something far more, there is something far more greater and more un, unexplainable than than this life, what we are, and what we see on a day to day basis from our from this sober point of view. Mm-hmm. It's funny because I hear that I hear you say that, and I just said this to somebody else this morning. I'm like, sometimes I read like headlines from like science, and I'm like, uh, yeah, I've been saying that for years. And so there's something about it's so funny because you say you sound like a crazy person. I'm sure there's going to be people out there who are like, you sound like a crazy person. But there's other people who are probably hearing it like me, and I'm like, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Of course, we're this like whatever. Whatever this is that we can describe with the our vocabulary is like so limited. Child's it's like, play. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever is real, real is oh, yeah. <laughs> not something we can even imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I agree. So I I don't think that sounds crazy at all. I'm just like, yeah, fuck yeah. I've been saying this for years. <laughs> but yeah. It feels intuitively correct. Yeah. You know? Like when I hear shit like that, I'm like, yeah. that seems like the most logical explanation out of all the explanations. Yeah. That feels right. And I, you know what? I think some people probably hear that and go, that sounds fucking terrifying. I refuse to believe it. Man, the way I the way I look at it is like, all right, you know, you know that feeling of when you have like like mind-numbingly un- unexplainably incredible sex. Like every once in a while you'll have sex and and when you've when it's come to the end and you've climaxed and you're laying there and you're out of breath, you're just like you're like Jesus take the wheel. Like I oh, I'm just going to like I'm literally going to sink into this bed or wherever I am 
I've completely let go of reality. I don't know what the fuck's going on around me. I'm just so in such bliss. Mm -hmm. That's what I feel like every time I do, I take a hit of LSD. It's this like, it's this like otherworldly bliss of going, wow. Mm-hmm. What you know when I'm like when I come and I'm like wow we wow we wow we yeah you know that <laughs> yeah that's me when I do LSD I'm just like wow we yeah wow we yeah I I def I wonder you know too about the like I I have a lot of thoughts on on like that kind of communion with another human and that that level of like losing sense of time and space um like being out not out of your body but maybe like maybe that's why we fuck yeah you know, maybe that's why we do this again it's just like this it's it's like this we haven't figured it out we can't really put our finger on it but it's this way for us to like tap into getting a little closer to like whatever is on the other side of, of this reality, mm-hmm. you know, again, like that, that, and not to like keep coming back to drugs and hair, like beating a dead horse, but like that experience with the, with the, with the Bufo, the five MEO DMT, like that was, it was this experience of like, Love, bliss beyond bliss beyond bliss. Love, eternity, eternal, forever, infinite. Like that's the, like it is, and it's, and it's uh, horrifying and beautiful all at the same time. And it's undescribable. And it's like, that's, man, it, it's not really that one different from like the feeling of like just the most Im- immaculate sex. It's like, it's just, bliss like lost in a sea of bliss what do you think the word immaculate means immaculate yeah um uh uh awe-inspiring wicked um uh uh uh, perfection perfect uh no No. immaculate i I have the wrong those aren't synonyms for immaculate i have the wrong Let's play the thesaurus game. Uh, okay. Well, we won't play the thesaurus game as it was invented because yes. we already know the word. I played it last night at a bar with two twin lady, two like older twin women. Oh, yeah? And they were, yeah, they were just, they loved it. Were it they so good fun. at it? Um, nope. Okay. So the thesaurus game is a really fun game. And you know what? It's one of those things where it's like probably a thousand people have invented this game, but I invented it and it was back (laughs) in university and both Jeremy and my boyfriend before Jeremy claimed to have invented it when I in fact invented it uh, at them. I invented it while they were there and they took credit for it. But anyhow, that's a side of mushrooms when we did it. Okay. So what if we were going to play this game? If we were going to play this game, you would choose the word immaculate. I would not know that. You wouldn't know that. So I open my thesaurus. Yep. You choose I, a word. I pick a word and I go, okay, Here Jeremy. all the synonyms. It starts with an I. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, yeah, come on now. first letter. No, you don't do that. You just say, here are the synonyms. And then if I can't get it, you go, okay, first clue. It, no, first. hold on. You give all the synonyms first. Mm-hmm. And then... If I don't guess it after a few guesses, you go, okay, I'm now going to read you the synonyms that I really think stick out to me. Yeah. And then if I still can't get it, you go, okay, here's your like first clue, which is the first letter. Yeah. And then, and yeah. then that's it. Those yeah. are That's all you get. Okay. So 
Here are the synonyms. For immaculate. Especially of a person or their clothes. Perfectly clean, neat, or tidy. Sure. Oh, wait. Shit. That's the definition. That's not the synonym. Yeah. Hang on is, I was like, wow. This is Okay. Yeah. Hang on. <laughs> Hang on. I need my... You can play this game with thesaurus.com. I personally... You got to have a thesaurus in your hand. It's in so your much hand, better. You know what? The fucking English language is so fantastic. Um, I mean, I'm sure other languages are... You can play this with other languages as well. Okay. So does Google help me out and give me a shortcut? Here we go. Synonyms are bright, exquisite, flawless, impeccable, neat, snowy, Spotless, clean, errorless, faultless, irreproachable, pure, spick and span, spruce, stainless, taintless, trim, unexceptionable, unsoiled, unsullied. Unsullied. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. So I was I was kind of on the right path. Yeah. I was thinking more like awe-inspiring, but it's it's more so like like pristine exquisite and flawless yeah yeah see because if we had been playing the game i would have said though def the synonyms that stand out the most for me are neat spotless flawless impeccable right which i don't really think about those words with sex like flawless impeccable neat but I hear what you're saying now that I see some of these other things. Yeah. Um, you know, and also most words have like several different, you know, there's like synonyms yes. for the word as an adjective, yeah. synonyms for the word as like, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. So there's some. Cool. Needs um, all right. So I guess we'll, we're going to do some medicine together soon then. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Here's the other part of it that I just, I can't, reconcile myself with is i i really don't love crying in front of people i love it i don't and i, love I don't want anyone to see me in that raw state you're, i don't i feel you, you think you'll cry if you do some lsd and and just like and are just so awestruck by the beauty of the world uh i don't know if i'll cry for lsd but i i do i would i have cried on mushrooms i have i'm pretty sure i would cry if i did something like bufo and i just i don't want to be that raw in front of anybody i don't think you'd cry if you did bufo okay because you you no longer exist crying is not a no but when you land on earth again no, you're you're too like you're too in shock. Yeah, I don't think you cry. I, I don't, think. and I guess I don't know if I trust anyone enough to guide me through a trip like that. There's no such thing. There's no such thing as someone guiding you through. You don't get guided through five meo DMT. You you hit that, and like, do you think do you think someone's guiding the astronauts through the, the them launching into space? Fuck no. They just hold on and they go, well, let's hope this thing doesn't explode. You, there's no guiding you. It is, you are, you are at the speed of light propelled into the center of the galaxy. 
No one can guide you through that. No, I guess I mean, I don't know if I trust the person. For sure, if there's a guide, there's a guide. If there's no guide, then the person who's actually going, this is the right amount for you to take. I'll be like, how do you know that? No, I, I, I also, so the other thing when it comes to that, I think it's, uh, th- there is no right amount. It's the most that you're, that your like lungs can intake and hold for the longest amount of time. See, the thing is that you need to do enough to what's what's called breakthrough. And if you don't break through, you're not going to have that experience. You're you're going to be you're going to have some sort of very like trippy, you know, um, uh, fractally visual trip experience. But like to break through where you go like into the center of the sun, it's just it's just a, a matter of taking enough in into your lungs and holding it for as long as you can, and then goodbye. See you see you in a, see you in fifteen minutes. Anyway, you know what? You you really, honest to God, I, I and. I know a lot of people won't do this, but I really highly suggest it. If you have Crave in Canada, or if you're if you live in the States, I don't know where the fuck you would get it, but if you have Crave, go to the Vice section on Crave, and there's this Vice show called Hamilton's Pharmacopia. Two seasons. Each episode is a different um uh a different chemical compound, a different drug. And it's basically like gives the history of the drug and the people who use it and why they use it and their experiences. It's a vice show. So it's very well shot, very well done. Hamilton's very interesting, uh, kind of a funny character and episode season two, I think episode five or six is Bufo or maybe it's no, maybe it's episode one. It's like the very first episode of season two and it's all about five MEO DMT. Okay. And it's like 45 minutes and it is after I watched it, I watched it after I had done it. And when I watched this episode, I went, yeah, nailed it. The fucking nailed that. What that's like Interesting. for, you know, as much as you could nail what that's like without, because it's absolutely impossible to, to describe to someone what that experience is like. But that show did a good job of going, oh, yeah, this is like, if you want an idea of what this means to like have this experience, that's it. Okay. I'll watch it. Watch it. It's worth it. The ketamine one's really interesting. The ketamine (laughs) one's really interesting. You want to meet aliens? Oh, really? (laughs) It's fucking, yeah, it's weird. Oh, God. All right. I think that's it. This was was not a sex podcast. (laughs) You're welcome. Uh, that is it for this week. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. Um, I'm sure we'll be back next week with a guest. We just figured we had some time, so we sat down and banged out this host episode. Um, but again, uh, Toronto, we're coming. We're doing a live show June 18th, uh, July 18th, sorry. And uh, if you want tickets, uh, go to uh, at Turn Me On Podcast on Instagram. Click the link in the bio. Buy your tickets there. Um, I think it's a... Don't don't announce this to anyone, but it's a BYOB event. So <laughs> yeah, uh, bring your buds, bring your booze, come hang out and have a good time. <coughs> and uh, what about um, Best of Halifax voting is open? Oh yeah, and Turn Me On is up for an award. Well, we're not up for award. How it works is you need to be nominated to be up. How many times do you need to be nominated? 
I don't know. Okay. It's whoever gets the most nominations, okay. and then they take those people and they go, "Here are all the people who are up for the award." So right now, go over to the coast, best of the coast, and look up uh, best podcast and type in Termion. Yeah, and then uh, we'll that'll be great because we can maybe we can get another plaque. Yeah, you know. I um, like cool, sweet, all rad. right, babe. Well, thanks for hanging out with me today. Yeah, it was, it was fun. fun. Uh, Patreon.com slash Termion at Termion on Instagram. We love y'all. That is it for this week. Until next week. Go fuck yourself. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.